For health's sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Health Partners Clinic Stillwater, Lakeview Hospital, and Westfield's Hospital and Clinic. All are a part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. I'm talking with pediatrician Dr. Jessica Nigerian Bell about sun and water safety. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Jessica. Well, thank you for having me today. What is the best way to avoid sunburn for babies? So for babies, I always tell my moms that have babies, you know, in the springtime and and summer, it is great to get out for those stroller walks for everyone's mental health, but really trying to avoid the sun, especially in babies that are less than six months old. We recommend, and the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that babies less than six months old, we really avoid sunscreen for them just because their body surface area is so small and so they really absorb all that is in that sunscreen. So we don't want them to get any extra chemicals that they don't need. So keeping them really well covered is really important. Kind of protective clothing, shade are your big tools. You know, if you are not able to get to shade or find yourself in an area where you're like, goodness, we can't avoid the sun, then it is okay if they're less than six months to put a little bit of sunscreen on those areas, those small areas of the body, like the face or the hands or the feet that you really can't protect. So better to protect them than have them get a sunburn. But if at all able to kind of completely keep them out of the sun, that really is best. I really love the rash guard kind of swimsuits and swim shirts that protect them from the sun and they have that kind of built-in UV protection and they sell those really anywhere, Target, Walmart, online, and those are great for, for those little infants as well as your toddlers. How do you avoid sunburns for toddlers and older children? So for toddlers and older children, you know, kind of the basic pearls of information that I always like to think about or follow with my own children and then in talking to families about this is limiting your sun exposure between 11 or 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. That's really when the UV rays are the strongest. So not saying you can't be outside then because that's the ultimate time for playing for kids, limiting that time and trying to see if you can be in the shade some of that time. Biggest tool is going to be sunscreen. So really investing in that. Infants over six months old, going into toddlers and young children, applying that on the areas that are exposed, especially the face, nose, ears, hands and feet, and then putting that sunscreen on 20 minutes before going outside. Usually even when it's cloudy out, 80% of those UV rays can get through the clouds. So important to put that sunscreen on even if it is cloudy. And then reapplying every two hours after they've been swimming, sweating, using a towel, just to make sure that you keep that protective layer there. And then what types of sunscreen? The ones that I like to use best is if it says broad spectrum, so that protects us against those bad UVB and UVA rays, and anything that has an SPF of 15 or higher. Usually I recommend kind of 15 to 30. Sunscreen that has zinc oxide in it is really less irritating to the skin for 
those younger children and toddlers, some of the ones that I really like. Neutrogena makes a really nice one for infants as well as birth. Bees and Aveeno, but there's lots of brands, Target, Walmart, wherever you usually do your shopping, just kind of looking for that broad spectrum and then anything over that SPF 15 to 30. So those are the sunscreens, really your one of your biggest, biggest tools. And then as I mentioned before, that protective clothing, so long sleeve clothing, those rash guard swimwear that has that UV protective fabric. Hats are awesome because those little scalps that don't have that much hair already on them really can get burned quite easily because that's going to be that closest thing to the sun. And then their ears and neck because they're always playing and bending over. So those are the things that are hit hit the most with the sun. And remembering that sand and water can reflect those UV rays. So like I said, even if it is cloudy out, if they're near sand and water, things like that, the sun's still going to be pretty strong. Are sunglasses a good idea? No, they really are. Yes, yes. So if your child will keep them on, that's kind of the biggest thing. So looking for ones that say at least 99% UV protection, they have lots of child size sunglasses and that do have UV protection for your child. And we'll have a little sticker on the sunglass lens that says that, you know, the toddlers and babies really struggle to keep those on and pull those off right away. That is normal. That happens. But if you have an older toddler or younger child, Getting them some sunglasses that they like, if they like the color, like what's on them, then that can really help protect their eyes. What is the best treatment for sunburn? So if your child does unfortunately get a sunburn, and that does happen to all of us at some point for mild sunburn, so it's not bright red and blistering, then you can give them, you know, making sure your child is really staying well hydrated, so giving them lots of water. We do have a sunburn. We are losing more fluids than if we don't because this that skin is our barrier and so if it's damaged then we are looking to lose more fluids than usual giving them some pain medicine if they're having any pain from that burn and then keeping them out of the sun until that's all healed is going to be your main go-to for those mild sunburn but if you are noticing any blistering on their skin or if your child is less than one year old best to just call your pediatric office and just see if they want to take a peek at your kiddo and just touch base with them on on that to make sure there isn't anything further that that needs to be done should we worry about sun exposure year-round as adults especially we should you know we should be protecting ourselves year round. And then that does go down to children. So there's those harmful UV rays that are present year round. However, in the colder areas, so we're in the Midwest right now. And so if during the wintertime, we really are covering up most of our bodies, except for our faces when it is very cold outside. So, you know, I don't usually don't recommend sunscreen to my families, but you know, exceptionally sunny day out in the winter and fall time, definitely using some of that sunscreen on, on the face of your kiddos is going to be helpful. And then, of course, if anyone is taking some nice trips during the winter time, reminding them of their sun care is really good. And I always try to brush up on that when people are going on those those nice sunny vacations to escape the cold. But but yeah, if you think about it and your kiddos outside when it's really sunny out in the wintertime, that sun can still can still get to them and those UV rays are still going to be strong. Drowning is such a scary prospect for parents. What safety precautions do you recommend for families who have a pool? It really is. It is one of the biggest fears, I think, of, of so many parents and, and rightfully so. 
children love to be in water and water is so fun, but it can be so, so dangerous. So as we're getting into that season where we are in the sun more often and we're by water more often, kind of refreshing our water safety is so important. So for families that have a pool or if you know that you are going to be at a place that has a pool, really important to know where the pool is at and know where all the doors are at in the house that you're going to be at or staying at. This is important for all ages, but especially toddlers. Drowning is the leading cause of injury and death in one to four years of age. And so if they can drown in as little as one inch or two of water. And then looking at the research, it really does show that fences in areas that have pools can prevent more than half of these swimming pool drownings of children just because it puts that barrier there where they don't have that access. So pools should be surrounded by a fence on all sides. That fence should be at least four feet high and have no area for the kids to get under it or anyone to get under it or between the flats. And then the fence should be completely separate from the house. And one of the most important things is to have a self-closing and self-latching gate that opens away from the pool. And the latch should be at least 54 inches from the ground. So this kind of prevents any little toddler or kiddo getting in that area. So that and most um, places are going to mandate that you have that if you do have a pool. So that's one of the, the biggest things that can be helpful. Then other things like safety gates, door locks, doorknobs, covers to prevent a toddler from going outside unnoticed is really helpful. There are also some alarms you can put on doors that let you know if somebody's going in and out of that. They, you know, sometimes cannot be as reliable. So just kind of knowing where all those doors are at and making sure they're all really well locked when your kiddo is is around is going to be one of the most important things when you have a pool or water outside. What advice do you have about safety when visiting a pool or going to the beach or boating? So one thing that I like to put in part because we might my parents have a pool and then we like to go to the river a lot during the summer. So having a water watcher. So even if there is a lifeguard on duty, having somebody who is a designated water watcher who keeps their eyes on the kiddos for 15 to 30 minutes and then passes it along to another person. That way they can kind of have their undivided attention on them, not have a phone in their hand and just really watching the children. And then using that touch supervision, we call it. So having the children really within your reach throughout the whole time. So if somebody does go under, you're able to get to them really quickly. Unfortunately, most childhood drownings are a lapse in supervision. And, you know, we all turn away for a couple of seconds to talk to somebody or we get distracted by something. And sadly, that can be when the the child gets underwater and it really just takes those couple of seconds, sadly. And if you can avoid that and being really near them and having that water watcher, that can be very, very helpful. If you are near natural bodies of water, so lakes, rivers, oceans, and and even pools, life jackets are going to be so helpful. Having those on your kiddos, making sure they fit properly and are approved by the U.S. Coast Guard, that can give you an added barrier of protection. Of course, that doesn't mean you can't not supervise your kiddo when they're around water, but it can give you a little bit of reassurance when they are near that water. That can help them a bit if they do end up falling in. At what age should our kids start swimming lessons? So the great thing about swimming lessons is that they are offered 
for all ages, uh, even down to infants. I usually recommend kind of as soon as the child seems ready for it, but many lessons have the option with the parents in the water. And now, especially with COVID, they are a lot of times requiring that the parents get in the water. So usually I think around ages one to four is a good time to start, at least getting used to the water. There's many swim classes now that will teach children on certain techniques. So if they do fall in, then how to get to the edge. And I think those classes are awesome. It's an added layer of that protection similar, like we talked about with life jackets. It's not replacing having a parent watcher, but it does add that added layer of water safety and especially those water safety classes that help the child know just kind of how to get to the side if they do fall in. So I think swim lessons are awesome. And the great thing is you can do them in the wintertime and that can kind of help you get prepared for when you might be outside more in the summer. How can parents learn more about water safety? So there's so many areas of education. I think one really helpful piece for parents to know is going to be CPR. And even though it sounds scary, it really, really is helpful to have that armament uh, in your toolkit. And that goes along with choking as well. And so I always recommend that parents should know CPR because we talk about water safety during the warm months when you're near pools and lakes and rivers. But a lot of Drownings, unfortunately, do happen within the home. So bathtubs, I mentioned earlier, children can drown in a couple inches of water. So that that bathtub that if you step away for a minute to grab your laundry or or not have your eyes on your kiddo, that, that unfortunately can happen. And with COVID, more and more people are spending more time in their homes and together, which is a great thing. But then there is more of those opportunities for being exposed to water and having those issues. So Having parents know CPR and then the AAP does have a great drowning prevention initiative. And so you can go to their website, aap.org, and search drowning prevention. And they have really lots of great courses and resources for parents. So that's something that I really like and I'd like to direct people to because I think having this safe approach to enjoying the water is so great because water and swimming is a wonderful thing, but we have to really respect that that it can be a really dangerous thing. So approaching it in that way can help everyone have a wonderful summer. That was very helpful. Thanks, Dr. Jessica. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for listening.